0: college students do me a favor invite people okay like miss Lindsay said yesterday invite people adults do me a favor invite people how many think god is awesome how many think god is truly amazing how many want think things are great things that happen in grace point how many want to tell other people Well, tell other people and invite other people Sometimes we forget. We got to remind you. We had some cards back. I don't know what happened to them. They must be in my office. I'm going to have some cards out there for you. Invite other people. Did someone take all my cards? Crystal. Okay. All right. But Crystal's always inviting people. So that's awesome. So and she's going to have a class on how to invite people one day. Uh, probably on Summit this Sunday. She's going to teach people how to invite people. But really, we need to, uh, you know, we're inviting people to a feast, not to a funeral. If you're excited about your God. Let all the people know. And about 80% of the people will come if you invite them. Even the ones, like I said, God works all the time. I mean, my brother-in-law worked on me for a year and a half. And I kept saying, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming. Then I showed up. And the rest is history. And I didn't show up in good condition. I knew I smelled like alcohol. But they didn't care. And I don't don't care what they look like when they show up. And we don't care what they look like when they show up on campus, do we? And then we don't want them to get good to come to God. We want them to come to God to get good. Amen? So I want to just always remind you to invite people. So um, that's why I want to go ahead and bring that commercial up. Also, your life groups. Um, We're kicking off life groups this weekend. um, We did it last weekend, but we had a special Sunday. But you'll be getting hearing testimonies um, from life group leaders all through the rest of the month. So when we kick off our new series, I Promise, we're going to talk about the un- Movable promises of God that each and every one of you are walking in. Sometimes you don't recognize it. So we get three weeks to do that, and then we'll start another series and see what God's going to do. So how many excited? All right, get your Bibles out. We're going to continue in the life of victory. And I'm going to preach this in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Who said mm-hmm? Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Continue the life of victory. I tell you, we're going to be teaching on this for the next three years because you're all victorious. And uh, reason why? Because I want you to recognize who you are and who you are in Jesus Christ. Now, the last few weeks, we talked about the enemy and, and studied him. And I left some things out, but it's going to come along when I come along later on in the year because I want to put this thing in a systematic system. But I want to spend the next three or four weeks talking about the warrior and his weapons. Now, who are warriors in here? How many warriors do I have in here? How many know what a warrior is? Huh? Okay. And how many know we're in a war? Right. See? Because we always have the adversary telling us one thing and trying to convince us of one thing. And we read God's word and it always tells us the right thing. And we have to know between the right and the wrong. And we know we have an adversary who wants to continue to press you, but I want to show you some things here tonight. Uh, because spiritual warfare, you got to recognize. I'm going to teach this more. We talk about the defensive posture of spiritual warfare, but spiritual warfare is defensive and offensive. All wars are defensive and offensive. A lot of times in the church world, we spend a lot of time in the defensive mode, and we don't get up to build the kingdom of God because we're taking cover so much. We forget that as you... Press into your campus as you press into your workplace or Dias Air Force Base, and you're sharing the gospel. You're attacking the enemy's gates. Okay, or you're trying to walk pure before God, and you have got victory in the area in your life. You have grabbed control. You have grabbed a victory in that in that spot, and what happens is you just on the offensive, but. Every time you attack the enemy, we call this other thing, it's called, a lot of people say, I'm being attacked by God. Now, if you're doing something, you're not being attacked by, not God, you're not being attacked by the devil. It's a counterattack. It's a counterattack. See, offensively, and defensively, if you're doing stuff, for how many knows when you start really pressing into God and you start really witnessing the people and you got victory in your life, all of a sudden something shows up that you feel, I thought I had victory over that. Where did that come from? I thought, I, am I talking to you? I know that. I know you're looking at me like I'm talking to you. I'm going I'm to help you out on this one. Okay. It's a counterattack. Because he knows your weaknesses. He studies us like we want to study him. Sometimes we don't study him well enough. He knows our comings and goings sometimes. He's not that smart, but he's, he's very consistent in those areas, especially the weak areas of our life that we're trying to show up with God. So every attack, the enemy counterattacks. So we spend a lot of our time, all the time, constantly attacking in defending. Because when you gain ground, someone you gain ground. In fact, I'm going to have to pick someone out of the crowd. Who can I pick prophetically? OK, I'll pick you. Come here. All right, now. Megan. Megan's my buddy. I know Megan since she was, you've always been taller than me. <laughs> anyway, now Megan is walking with God, OK? And Megan has got some victory in her life. Now, just move forward. Megan moved forward. She gained new ground in Christ. The minute she gained new ground in Christ, a counterattack comes. At the same time that she has to counter that attack, she still has to continue to move forward. But what happens to us, we think, when we get attacked, or a counterattack comes, move backwards. We think we got knocked off our position, which caused condemnation, which messes us up, and you know you didn't fall backwards, because where I put you, go ahead back up front. Megan Mandel has always been advancing as long as I've known her. So when a counterattack comes, because you had such a great call in your life, don't think you got fall back and you gotta work your way back up into position because you never lost a position. So you counter back because you got friends. Now I need two more people. Come up here. All right. There's the other one. Perfectionist. Get up here. All right. All right. Now, the greatest thing is when there's three against one, it's a hard card to break. See? So When you're standing up here, stand up here, you. Now y'all just put your arms on the back. See? They can help you, help you identify what the attack is, where the sniper hit came from. And then sometime when you're up there, you step back a little bit, you come forward. Because the minute you start helping her, you ever notice when you help a friend, counterattack. So you need to jump behind her. You guys getting this? It's a counterattack. What we do, we spend a lot of time doing this, taking cover. We keep taking cover. We're never going to advance the kingdom of God. We got to recognize this is always going to take place. Okay. So there's attack. As you prophesy to 12 people, and you were saying, gosh, even when you're scared about doing it, okay, God said this. And you're like, yeah, so I've jumped ahead and the devil says they're not going to listen to you. You might think you got knocked back because you want to make sure that basically I'm not going to um, fall back. I'm not going to get ahead and feel uh, that I'm not good enough at it. I want to continue doing it. That means you, you, you're still on the same ground. You didn't lose ground. You just counterattack and go get some more. So if you get attacked off 12, you up it to 13. <laughs> and then if she need, you need help, you grab some other prophetic people. And I love this part. Just start pushing her. Just push her forward. See? Now all three of y'all going. Now y'all go out the door. I'll tell you later. Anyway, but that's good. Isn't that good? That's what it's about, guys. Thank you. All righty? That's what it's about. Attack. Counterattack. All right? Now I'm going to share some scripture with you. Because God has called Grace Point, and I'm going to talk about four different um, battlegrounds that we're dealing with. He's called Grace Point to touch our city. Now, doing that and making a difference in our city and making a difference in our nation and the world, because we have all our nations coming to us and we have influence in the world with all the students coming out and the military coming out, there will be attacks. But I don't want you spending time in damage control. I want you spending time get some help. That's why you have life groups. And you go back and you re-attack the target, which is people's souls that hang in the balance. And we talked about that early, early on. He's not going to give it up easy. He knows what your weakness is, right? You get some victory, and guess what? Oh, God is good. And then, and then you come home, and your kid fails a class. And they never failed a class before. And then you think, I should have spent time. I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. And you say, no, I know what this is. Now I to just pray for my child and just pray even more. And move forward and help them, because I know where this is coming from. Make sense? How many can identify some? Is connecting some dots? Come off a mountaintop, hey, I came off a mountaintop the other day, came home, I said, there's water running out my garage. Another water heater. That's the third one in five years. <laughs> And I just got up on the thing. Usually i cursing and carrying on. Really, I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> it's in my house. You don't hear me. <laughs> God does. <but laughs> and I, re- I repent. And my wife went in the house and prayed. And I, I plumbed it and fixed it. And I'm surprised I'm not looking at it every day trying to get it fixed. But it, it's the third one. Consistently. Brand new water heaters. Exploding. You can't, I mean, how many bad days can you, how many bad water heaters can you have in a year? You know, how many times can your house get hit by lightning in 2011? How many times can you, a guy get hit? And, and I know one thing, he's done with me because I'm still standing. so watch out this year for anybody else, no, just kidding. He can't hit one time the same person all the time. Hopefully not, anyway. But again, you recognize, you smell what that is. It's a counterattack. To throw us off. How many have um, sometimes uh, distractions mess with you? Especially when you really feel. Yeah. When you try to read your Bible in the morning. And all of a sudden, it doesn't make sense. First couple days, I'm on it. Third day. What is that? Nothing's changed, right? It's distraction. It's an attack. Counterattack. How are we doing with this? Spent 20 minutes on counterattacks. Anyway. And now I'm a military guy, so I'll give you military terms. But really, it's in the Bible. All of it's in the Bible. That's why military's values are built off the Bible. We ain't create nothing new. Most of your job, if you have values in your workplace, guess where it came from? They didn't think it up. You know, you grew up, your mom says, treat others the way you want to be treated. Where do you think she got that from? Oh, mom, you're so brilliant. No, I got out the Bible. Now, the other parts, they always got wrong. Hit them back. I wish they said turn the other cheek. I had to beat a lot of people up because I didn't want to go home not beating someone up if they hit me first. So I grew up. You hit, they hit you. You hit them back. When I didn't hit them back, I went home and cried. And then my mother said, did you hit them back? No. Well, you... Tomorrow morning, you better hit them back. So I went to school. I said, nothing personal, man, but I got to wear you out because I'm not going to get wore out for not hitting you back. But that was just some of my parents' weakness. Any war, anyway. And we all have weaknesses. Four battlegrounds I want to tell you about. that. The most important thing in warfare, you got to recognize the ground that you're standing on. You got to recognize, I told you earlier, that you don't lose ground. You're always gaining ground in the kingdom of God. Now, whenever you stop growing... You're losing ground. But every trial and every test, you, there's a growth spurt. Even though you hate it, don't you just wish God would give you a slideshow and you learn it and I'm, I'm ahead now, but he knows <laughs> the only way to go about that sometime is a test. He puts things in the, out there to grow us, not to hurt us. Makes sense. So um, four battlegrounds. The first one up here is positional ground. Now, positional grounds as a promises from, for every believer that we find in the Bible. Let's go to 2 Peter 3, uh, 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Get your Bibles out. Let's open your Bibles. I got mine open. And then we'll read this. If you don't have your Bible, you can look at the screen. It goes this. <clears throat> His divine power has granted to us all things, everybody say all things, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious promises and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. I love that part. He's given us everything. Write this down, guys. God does not recall his products because you're not, there's not such thing as a defective part in God's kingdom. He's given us everything, the divine nature, everything we need that pertains to life. Sometimes you're walking around you think you're missing something. You're missing this. If I had more of this and I had more, you have everything that God intended for you to have, which is the divine nature, your divine nature. That's a position, your divine nature. Now, nature will drive your appetite. If you have a divine, you have a nature from God, a divine nature, you're gonna to wanna to have an appetite of the Word, His presence, but if you don't, and you're still walking in your nature, your appetite's gonna be other things. But you gotta recognize, if you get hit, they can't, if you get hit and you're a believer, the devil can't knock out the divine nature that's in you. And this is an act of faith, it takes an act of faith. And those promises that each and every one of us, this Bible is full of promises for all of us. That's our positional ground. Is the promises of God for his people, the inheritance of God for his people. When you read that Bible and it says these certain things will take place, you believe that it's a promise from God for his people. Like provision. We go all around about provision, but God promised us provision. You read scriptures like, "I've never seen the righteous forsaken, or begging for bread," because God, divine, He provides. Now, the way we look at it and the way He looks at sometimes is different because we get caught up what we want, but God always loves what we need. See, His divine nature. Now, that is a ground you can't take that you can't take that away from me. I don't care if you hear this voice. Are you sure you're saved? Yeah, I gave my life to Christ. Divine nature is in me. Make sense? Now, when you have ground, you need an active faith for positional ground. Remember, as we're always fighting. We always fight to hold the ground that we're on, but we're always fighting to move ahead. And that takes an active Faith. One thing I learned in the military, moving targets are hard to hit. You ever remember Sugar, uh, um, Sugar Ray Leonard? I mean, well, maybe not. He, you couldn't, when you threw the punch, he was all the way over here hitting you three times. Because he's a moving target. Now the guys who stood there, those guys lasted about five years. They get hit all, I'll, I'll trade you punch for punch. They didn't last, their career didn't last long a moving target, Well, we believe in the body of Christ sometimes, we get the promises, we stand on the promises while we're sitting in the premises. Where you I'm waiting for God to bless me. And I believe God is on. You better go get it. Children of Israel had to go get, The land was theirs. Don't forget, God given them the promised land, but they had to go possess that. It's an aggressive faith that we have, not sitting around waiting for the glory to come. Abraham, go out to a place out like what? Get active, Abraham. And this is that was the second call. Uh, it's another history lesson. But think about it. This next scripture, 1 Timothy 6, 12. I love this. This is Timothy. And Paul talking about Timothy. Fight the good fight. Now, when you look at that in the Greek and in the verb on that means keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. The good fight of faith. Take hold. Oh, take hold. Take hold. Don't don't be nice. Take hold that which is yours, right? Of eternal life, to which you will call, about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Talking about taking hold of that ground taking hold of that freedom it's an active faith not a dead faith not a waiting faith it's an active faith even when you get go for it it's active the kingdom of god is active not passive you see and what happened is when you stand still you get caught up you ever recognize that look what happened to eve stand still devil came over and out he uh How'd he deceive her? Because that's one of his life's deception. He used the word, didn't he? Yeah, he just twisted the word. He gave her 98% of it. And guys, if we don't know the word, we can get tricked by 98%. And the other 2% makes a big difference. See? Should have been moving. And Adam should have came over. You better, I'll just cut your head off. He like, hey, we can be like God. It's the guy's fault. So I don't care how many guys and anything. Yeah, it was our fault. My wife reminds me of that all the time. (laughs) Think about it. Act of faith. Take hold. See, you got to get tired of just being beat up. You got to get tired of that. God, like he told the children of Israel, I will go, like he told Joshua and the children when they came to get the land. Go. And he says, I will remove people when you go. When you really need it, I'll do it. But if you stand there waiting for the promise to happen, you don't really need it. You ever hear about knock? You hear that scripture, knock, seek, knock, it'll open. But you got to be at the door before he opens it. It's nervous being at the door. I remember I used to go ahead and try to witness to people. And I'm talking in tongues Oh, we get there. (laughs) Lord. Please. And then I'm at the door. He opens up and favor shows up. But if I'm back here, do I need it? No, it's an act of faith. Think about it. It's an act of faith. Positional ground promises for every believer. Next one is personal ground. Specific promises. This one is out of the, the scripture. Joshua 14. Remember Caleb? Who was promised with the children of his? He went with the twelve spies. Him and Joshua were the only ones that had the right news, that news of faith. And he had to wait another additional forty years. And then it shows up, and Joshua, they're in the Promised Land, and they're handing out all the land, to all the inheritance, all the inheritance to all the tribes. And then Je- and Je- and Caleb shows up. And he gives us, I'm 85 years old. I'm just as strong then when I was 45 years old. I'm strong. Give me my mountain. See, personal ground. He had a personal promise. How many read the Bible and a promise has just stuck out at you? That's yours. Go get it. Believe for it. Go for it. Think about it. He went after it. And he wanted the big, he went on Hebron, the hill. Climb. He wanted to go after to Anakims, the giants. You know what the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the rest of the leaders? You can write this down. They wholly followed God. They fully followed God. See the difference between leaders and regulars fully committed fully followed god that's amazing 85 years old went to the hardest place and you read later on in joshua half a morning he said how long god has given you an inheritance guys how come you're not going out and getting it see each and every one of you guys have an inheritance from the Lord. Don't be a middle ground Christian. Be a full follower of Christ. Go after the inheritance that God, the promises, the specific, specific promises God has given you. Go after those things. See, there's a broad and there's a specific one for you. That dream. That vision God has given each and every one of you. It's yours. And if it lines up with the word, go after that thing. Be a, we need some Calebs and some Joshuas. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Go after it. He had to wait 40 years so everyone died off. And he says, Okay, we're in now. Give me my mountain. Everybody was waiting to be told. He went up to Joshua. Give me my mountain. Don't give me nothing easy. Give me something hard because nothing's hard for the kingdom of God. Everything you're going to try to attempt here somehow else we get fearful. The dream that God has given each and every one the vision that He's given you we know what's so scary about it, it's over your head, and you know you can't accomplish it by your what self. See. And as you're going to accomplish it, you're going to attack and grain some ground. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to be what? A counter attack. Now, if no one attacks you, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> right? Book a day in Vietnam. Ain't no no one shooting back. Yeah, well, because just ain't nothing here. We're in the wrong place. <laughs> You got to see something coming out your way before you do anything. I love uh, one of my mo- best movies, um, Black Hawk Down, when the colonel says, he told a young man, go out there. You'll know um, they're going to be shooting at you. How you going to know if they're shooting at you? You'll hear them things flying up past your head. <coughs> yeah. He says, you hear that? I hear that. I hear that. He said, you're in the right spot. Now shoot back. See? Get in better position to hit back. Y'all laughing. It's serious. A lot of people down the hill patching themselves up for years and don't recognize how valuable a target you are. That's why you take a lot of hits. I mean, enemy only goes after counterattacks, high value what? Targets. So be encouraged. You're important. Now like, I don't wanna be that important. <laughs> you joined the army, you're in the army now. Right, sir? You made a commitment. I wanna follow the Lord. And you're like, whew, what happened? I made a declaration, and stuff started breaking out everywhere, didn't it? Yeah, didn't it? Because you made a declaration. You recognize something that God has put in you. you He's oh, and found out he's gonna mess something up. Let's see if I can discourage him. Let's see if I can stop him and see if I can make him doubt. Let's see if I can make him quit. Be encouraged. You're very important as a believer. Be encouraged. But one thing we recognize, you never go out alone when you're talking about spiritual family. You go out with a team. So when you can't shoot, someone else can shoot. Until you're ready to shoot, then you shoot, and they're going to need a break. I love uh, with Nehemiah when they, got, they built the wall and they stood guard. And they changed out, stood guard while you build the wall. Because the work that God calls us is great. It's mighty. It's important. It is a matter, think about it, guys, of life and death for those who don't know Jesus. And we don't need to spend time on the defensive wounds. There they hurt. But we're like a, a clinic. You get bandaged up, and we, in fact, the way he used to tell us, We'll give you a bandage, and then he takes a Motrin. I don't know how, Motrin saved everyone's life. I was like, doctor, my legs fought. Just take some Motrin, you'll feel better. <laughs> take the Holy Ghost pill, whoosh, go back out there. Second, the third ground. This one I love. Prophetic ground. The prophetic ground. 1 Timothy 1.18. Prophetic ground. How many of us have received the prophetic word from God? And how many right now are saying, "When is it going to play out?" <laughs> Let me teach you something. At the end of that prophetic word, when you get that prophetic word, like Pastor um, Kevin said, you're a rookie. But by the time you reach that word, you'll see when it happens, you'll be a pro. And God loves us so much that he needs to prepare us before we walk into that word. Because when you walk into that word, there's another prophetic word coming your way. But guys, fall in love with the journey. Fall in love with the journey. Because you'll miss life trying to get to A and B. Recognize, I'm trying to teach people, recognize the glory in the the, the journey. Though I'm not where I want to be, I'm enjoying my ride getting there. What happens is you can miss everything, the enjoyment of it, and get there and find out how hollow it is and you missed the journey. It's like if you're a parent trying to, I want my child to grow up quick saying so get out of the house. And then you have no relationship because you missed the journey trying to achieve some great plan. And God does it slowly on purpose, one, to grow us and our faith. And two, give you more wisdom on the way. Every stop, every turn, every detour is a wisdom builder. Because you learn not to respond. You learn to respond, not to what? React. Make sense? So perfect each and one of you. 1 Timothy one eighteen says... This charge, I love this word, is another military word. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage what? Everyone said, wage what? Wage what? Now what's the difference between a bad warfare and good warfare? Hello. And who's the commander? Thank you. I'm not. Hallelujah. Enjoy your prophetic word. Because some of you are frustrated on what someone said. Because you have not seen it. But you have been seeing it. You just have to look at it with spiritual eyes. Think about it. Because he teaches us along the way. He's a great teacher. Okay. Last one. This one is called Possessional Ground. Psalms 2.8. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. Now, this is a corporate ground, a church, a business that do great things for God. We corporately walk into the inheritance. There's an inheritance there and a possession for what God has called us to do. That's good news. That means we have personal, we have positional, but we all have something we can do together and we can do without. We cannot do without one another. That's amazing. Me and Christian have to learn to get along. And I know it's hard on him sometime. I'm talking about me, not you. Hard getting along with Christian. Come here, Christian. Come here. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Come up here. Stand here. Can you read? Just kidding. (laughs) Coach, come up here. You're going to read that. Don't be scared of it. You can see it, Ben. I can't. You need some glasses. Okay. Oh. I'm looking. Darren, come up here. I'm just going to make them all sit down again. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. And Ryan, come on up here. I got to say something to Ryan anyway. Now, When you are sitting there, I'm making this up as I go along, so be careful. Um, (laughs) When you're sitting there and you see folks from all different walks of life, all different ethnic groups, all social economic difference, what do you think? I'm trying to share something with you. The corporate calling of Grace Point Church looks like this. You see, it looks just like this. And each one, by myself, can't get it done. I can hit a portion. Here's the other portion. Here's the other portion. Here's the other portion. portion. Coach, my goodness. Here's the other portion. Together is powerful. See, this can be scary for a lot of people because we all come from different places. I'll come from the best place, New York. I understand that. But, <laughs> but <laughs> you're not allowed to say that. I got the mic. But it can be scary because it's beyond a lot of our comfort zones. And that's why God calls us to do this. Our possessional ground will be out of our comfort zones. But he anoints all this for us to impact our city, our campuses, our businesses, Dias Air Force Base, all those places. And each and every one of these guys have a part. Each and every one of you guys have a part to play. Don't ever think you don't have a part to play. Because the part, I can't take a part. I can't take your 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 part. Each each and every one of them, I can tell you right now, if they have planned their lives here, they all have a personal ground. They all have a possess, a positional ground. But I tell you what God does. He takes all those things that are separate, and he puts it all together on a positional ground, and we do it all together. Their way, my way, but it all comes together to make something beautiful and powerful for the city of Abilene and for our nation and the world. We don't look the same, we don't even talk the same. And that is fantastic. But we all have the same Jesus to do great things. Don't I I put them up in front of you because I don't ever want you to take this for granted, how special and how wonderful and how rare it is these days. We know, I can brag, I'm going to be proud, we are different. We try to find things, try to find programs, and try to find bulletins, and try to find pictures of what a church should look like so we can have great media art. Guess what? Our church doesn't exist. Those pictures don't exist. We have to break up on, we have to find, that's why we want to take a lot of pictures you guys so we can put something together because there's no such thing as, well, let me see if I can go this card stock. Let me go this picture. Oh, that does not look like our church. That doesn't look like our church. That definitely doesn't look like our church. That's how unique we are and how powerful we are. And that's what you need to share with your friends. Can I say something? You're always going to have a counterattack. There's always going to be something going on. But we have to get past that stuff and touch and influence our city and our community. Because once the re- devil recognizes that he can lay you down with the same issue, guess what? It's going to be the same issue until you kick that issue off. And guess when you get ahead, it's going to be another issue. And you're going to say, all right, there's another issue. Until you, and an, that's OK. It's not about the issue. It's about the people. Because it's always going to be something. Always. But we have to put in our mind and our heart that I'm beyond the always. I'm looking out and seeing that God has something special. I have to go beyond all the shrapnel. I got to go beyond all the AAA flying up. And I got to hit the target that God is calling me to hit. Because it's always going to be an attack. And it's always going to be a counterattack. But I'm always going to be attacking, right? So how many prophecies you got this week? 26, right? You got a bunch of them. Don't let anybody say you can't share them. And you're you, so you can't be anybody else. Really, if you try to be someone, you're going to be second best to whatever they, you're trying to be. You're you, so you're the perfect you. Do you try to find yourself on campus? You don't want us to, to exist on campus like you. You know it's tough when you're different, right? It's tough. It really is tough, man. Like, hey, does I do I act like anybody? No. Am I? I'm good. I'm, let me stop. We're <laughs> really, I'm like this. I'm glad I'm different. That's good. It Really is. That's the one big thing that stops you. You're you. And I think it's First Corinthians fifteen. It's a, I don't know. Alan knows. He's a scholar. But. <laughs> by the grace of God, I am what I am. Period. Be yourself. Be yourself. And don't try to look for yourself on campus. You don't exist. Now, when you get married and you have children, you'll, in fact, God will have even more. He'll have even more of a sense of humor. They won't look, act like you either. I got one now. He doesn't act like me or his mother. <laughs> and it's okay. All right. Guys, thank you. Really. Come here. Let's stand up. We gotta close. All right, I hope that made sense. I'm rambling. Anyway, I can't get away without doing